Today, I'm talking to Tarek Krabesh, founder and chief executive officer of Labor Crypto, who could well become the next big thing in blockchain-powered freelancer platforms. If you're listening from Fiverr.com, Upwork or People Per Hour, I'd be very scared. Join us over the next 20 to 30 minutes to find out why and to get the full lowdown. So, Tariq, good morning. Good morning, David. And so you're in Chicago. What's it like in Chicago right now? Today is beautiful. Today is a beautiful day. Tariq, perhaps you can start off by describing what Labor Crypto is and what the new market category is that you will soon be dominating and what it's called. Sure. So Labor Crypto is a peer-to-peer freelance marketplace that connect consumers with freelancers directly using blockchain, smart contract, and cryptocurrency as the only form of payment. Tariq, many thanks for that, and we'll come back to that in just a moment. But first, can you tell us what your greatest achievement has been to date before Labor Crypto, just so we can get an understanding of why you're the guy that will make Labor Crypto the next big thing in blockchain-powered freelance marketplaces? So my, my greatest, um, well, I wouldn't call it a, a success. I mean, it's, it's, it was about uh, the intention was just about to do an impact, positive impact. So I started the first company back in 2009, 2010, when the recession hits in the cosmetic industry. And the purpose of the company was how can we bring an equality export product from a country of Morocco and sell it in the U.S. and also benefit the actual community? So what it turns out doing is it, it was creating an employment opportunity for widows and divorced women in a rural area in Morocco, um, and exporting uh, pure argan oil, also known as Moroccan oil here in the U.S. Not only I was getting a premium quality product, but I know my money was being to put to good use and it was directly getting into the hands of the people that needed it rather than having to go through the middleman. Now... I'm not taking the credit for all of it, but when I started at that time, there were maybe about 10 to 15 women in those cooperations. And now, five, six years later, there are over 10,000 of these co-ops all around Morocco. What seems to be happening is um, we've had a tremendous success in the media here in this state. And a lot of people start taking those blueprints and uh, uh, footsteps and then do business directly with these uh, co-ops. And that created itself an employment opportunity for these women uh, allow them to provide income for themselves and their family. The, it's very difficult in Morocco for like widows or divorced women to find a, a jobs, especially most of them, they don't even know how to read or write. The only things they know is how to make this such a quality, amazing uh, ingredient that is one of the secret ingredients for anti-agent. Um, that was one of the greatest success. Well, that's really quite an achievement. And I think you are certainly the main man for the job. But just going back to Labour Crypto, what is the big problem that Labor Crypto solves? So for that industry, us also being in that space for a few years, we've come across um, three, what we call them, three major issues. First issue is how can we pay the freelancer quicker and how can we make, second issue, with how can we make sure that he gets the maximum of his income rather than have to pay? So how long does it take freelancers to get paid at the moment through current freelance platforms? Anywhere from five days to two weeks, depends which country are you at. 
And that's only, and the, and that's again, that's only available to certain jurisdiction countries. There's over half of the countries in the world that's not even participating in this space, just because there is no payment processing system that can process their local currency. So that's think about all of those people that could potentially be, you know, offering their services online to consumers around the world cannot. The second issue would be. You've got all these big giant corporations. They take in twenty to thirty percent of of their hard work earning. Can you give an example of those kind of corporations? Yeah, you look at you look at Upwork, Fiverr, Elance, People Per Hour. Even you look at Uber stuff, TaskRabbit, all these gig economy platforms. I'm not necessarily talking about freelance platform. We're also talking about any gig market platform. And I'm sure they probably have like some dog walking apps in some other countries. All of these different little apps. They are subject to the same uh, same issues, which is the, there's a latency when it comes to paying the workers, and there's also latency. I mean, there's issue of how many percentage they charge uh, as a service fee. What, I mean, I understand it's a business; you have a lot of expenses, but if there's a way where you can do it differently, why not adapt to it? And then the third issue, which is what well, we feel like it is a global issue. With anyone, even if you go to the blockchain and cryptocurrency, you have to do some, some, some sort of um, alteration incentivized method. It is the user loyalty. You see, David, as long as the freelancer will benefit from doing business directly with the client, they will undercut any middleman platform, no matter what it is. But we feel like here at Labor Crypto that we find the secret sauce that would actually incentivize the freelancers and the consumers to do business within the ecosystem rather than have to take it outside the ecosystem. And we can get that in, in a minute. Okay, thanks for that. Now, I just want to try and understand the process. So imagine I'm a web designer. How would I come across your platform and what would I do when I'm on it? What's the process from start to finish, from the moment I become aware of you to the moment that I get paid having done a job? The process starts by simply you uploading your personal information. You tell us who you are, and then you select certain skills that you feel you're comfortable doing. You also give us a rating of those skills. Are you a beginner, medium, or, or an expert? And then obviously we put instructions, what's an expert mean if you have over five years? And let's say you come to the finalized solution, the stage where you have all of your verification informations has been verified. Now, if you have some certifications that you earn, we would, would recommend that people upload those. So that way, the system will go through the certifications, make sure that they you know, check their validations, and then give you that extra little bit of uh, open opportunity to receive higher paying job that requires those specific certifications. Now, here's when it comes, here's when we actually go to work for those freelancers. They don't go, we go to work for them. Imagine I come in as a client and I post a job. Right, I'm looking for a web developer, and then voila, you know, David, you send me your bid, and I've got like maybe another twenty or thirty different bids. I looked at them, but I chose you, and we've done business. Now, first and foremost, you as a freelancer, you're getting ninety-seven percent of your paid directly deposit into your smart wallet. Supposing for some reason I don't have a computer, can I install it on a mobile phone on a smartphone? Correct. Yeah, you can store that. You know, these wallets—they are—they're very uh, easy to install, either on mobile or you can install it on a computer, and then you can have access to your funds anywhere. Just be careful not to share your private key with no one. I mean, that's the only downside about the cryptocurrencies—you have to be careful with your private key. 
Okay, so what happens when I want to turn my cryptocurrency into a fiat currency, such as pounds, dollars, or euros? There's there's multiple ways. So currently, we want to talk to a couple startups that are already raised um, of a lot of money to build an actual form of debit card that is linked directly to your wallet. And that will just give you that translations of funds without even you have to worry about going to bank or doing any form of an exchange to it. Um, and we, that's something we're looking to add on as we get in the progress of the development of the product. Hopefully by then these guys can actually complete it, their, that, that model. A lot of time what we see people doing is they, they hold on to these tokens and then eventually they sell them on the open market, trading them from whatever the form of currency that they have uh, on, on their jurisdictions. But we do want to make sure that we want the people, the users to start looking to this form of you know, cryptocurrency uh, treat it a little more differently. It's not like your fiat currency that goes probably down in value with time. We want people to look at this as some sort of a 401k plan built in within this ecosystem. When you say an affordable 1k plan, what do you mean by that? So because of the revenue share model that we're doing with our users, I'm happy to talk about it now or we can leave it later to you ask. But that's what we feel like, you know, because you're you're using the ecosystem, we're also compensating you for your time, tension, and data which is something that's going to build the user loyalty and get us to that point of the network effect. And then the revenue sharing that we're doing, like I said, we're doing a 50% of, and we have two ways of generating revenue. One, the 3% transaction fee, which we believe is no different than credit card or PayPal, if, even if you choose to do business directly with the client. The second one is through advertising revenue that we will generate. So users, companies, corporations, anybody can advertise on our platform. And we take that whole bulk revenue, we add it with the 3%, and then we give away half of the revenue share to the active users of our platform. And that includes consumers and freelancers alike. We want them to feel like they are welcome and they share the reward of their hard earning. Because at the end of the day, without them, the platform wouldn't even exist, let alone the revenue from advertising. So it's important that we should share those it's almost like an employee-owned stock option, which doesn't exist anymore, but we want to build it in a way that we want to bring uh, disruption to this ecosystem. Okay, very exciting. You're looking to raise how much as a hard cap? At $22 million, and I know you're going to think it's too low. <laughs> well, you know, that's a lot of money, $22 million. Perhaps you can just explain to listeners what a hard cap is and what a soft cap is. So a soft cap is what's going to get us to achieve uh, first, I mean, for our, for, from our personal experience, what's going to get us to achieve to build this whole platform, get it up and running? The hard cap is basically the money that's going to get us to achieve every every step of, of our milestone, which include all the developments that needs to be updated and also expansion in, in different jurisdictions as we uh, open up other market, cities and markets. $22 million is not an insignificant amount to raise, but what happens if a competitor looks at the market, realizes its huge, massive potential, and throws, say, $100 million at starting and competing with you in multiple countries very quickly, harnessing network effects more rapidly than you can with a budget of $22 million. How are you going to protect yourself from that situation? Well, for the start, we've already uh, begun the development. So I don't know if this guy is going to come like two years after we are. That's going to be, I would presume it's a little late. It's a race to the top. Two, we have the actual experience in this space. We've been in this gig economy for over two years. 
And I personally talk to over thousands of service providers on the phone to make sure that we understand all the painstaking points so we can fix them with our existing business. But the payment situations, it was something out of our hands. Uh, the other thing would be that we're, we're, there's already a couple guys that already raised tens of, tens of millions of dollars in this freelance market, but they looked at it from one angle only. They looked at it from perspective of business 101. How do I make revenue? How do I, like they, they just focus in on numbers, bottom line, and they completely misforgot that there is an issue with this business, which is what keeps Uber, for example, keep raising billions of dollars to, for, to go after advertising. That is the user loyalty. And no one has ever addressed that. And no one wanted, no one has solved that. I mean, you've used iPork and Fibers, but I promise you, you've had built a relationship with the workers and then you just do it directly with them or the clients. Why would you want to go through the middleman anymore? To you, it was just a user acquisition. Now, a lot of these guys, they can come in. If there's a big guy already in the space, I think it's going to be probably very difficult for them to make a quick decision just because of the level of IRC level that they have to go through pr approval and process. I mean, for us... You're looking at the CEO, you're looking at the board of advisors, you're looking at the shareholders. We're a small team. We make decisions quick and fast, and we're not driven by numbers. We're driven by people. What can we do? It's time to put people before the numbers. And I promise you, David, I promise you, when people are satisfied in using your product, money will just come running your way. The focus has to be about individuals. Okay, can you just talk through who your users actually are. During our previous conversations, you mentioned the great unbanked, a huge market. Perhaps you can talk us through that, please. Okay, so when you look at it, the unbanked, normally you think, it, the first thing that goes to your mind is like, oh, probably people, they live far away from a bank. That's true, but that was not the only people. Think about that international student that traveled abroad for school. He can't even access a banking system, God forbid. Or sometimes what's even we find it very uh, disturbing is even if you have some sort of a case arrest for a fight at a bar or something like that, there's certain areas that are strict when it comes to that, that even that they consider that as a sort of a felony and you can't even have a bank account. Some people have like husband and spouses, they have a fight, they go to a court and then boom, you never know. You now can't even have any open financial account anywhere. And that's again, vary from a country to country. Our research has shown that 39% of the world population have no bank. 39%. I mean, that's 4 billion people probably. An example, you look at the, you look at the country of the Philippines. There are about 100 people that live in the Philippines. Did you know that only 5% of them that actually have access to a bank or a form of credit card? 5%. What about the other 95%? You see, when we looked at this, this, uh, the use of these new technology, blockchain, smart contract, and cryptocurrency for our business model, labor crypto, we did looked at it as an opportunity, a hope, a voice that these 39% of the world have been alienated by our corrupted system. And if we can, and we will, be part of reducing the poverty level in the world with just a fraction of a percentage, that's a win and we're willing to take. And that's some, what, what we want to make sure that this is what our team-driven legacy is. And I'm not just talking about myself, everybody on a team. That's exactly who we are. And that's why we don't have fancy advisors because all these fancy guys, all they care about is a payday. 
Well, we care about how can we make an impact. But what if people have some kind of intuitive feeling of resistance to giving work to a potential supplier who doesn't have a bank account? Perhaps the consumer will think that there's a very good reason why they haven't got a bank account and that might make that consumer scared of employing the freelancer concerned. So either way, the consumers are protected with the, with the smart contract. There's no payment that goes in, out of their wallet to the actual person until there's milestones are being achieved. Actually, this way, a lot, the consumer and the freelancer are protected from both sides. You see, the current model, sometimes workers don't even get paid. But with this particular thing, both of them are being protected. And it doesn't matter if they have bank or they don't have bank. They're not here to be judged by that. They're here to be judged by the quality of their work. Is it fair to say that using blockchain, that acts as an immutable ledger? So that makes it very difficult to put up fake news, fake reviews. Absolutely. That's the thing. It will rules out all of that. And even as we grow in this platform, which I want to tell you, which is the, one of the coolest things that we actually find it as no one has been addressing in, in the space period, is even that, think about that customer coming back again to post a job. I want you to think about all these pain that it takes to read all these 30 different proposals and, and have to go through everyone's portfolio and do all the homework from all over just so you can pick one, one next guy for the next job. Imagine that for a second. Now, what if I told you that if I have hired you, David, to do a, you know, a, a website for me and then I was satisfied with your work, Next time I come back to the platform and I want to post another job, I'm going to ask you, hey, David, you did a great job building my website. Do you know anybody that know how to code apps? And you're going to look around and you're going to open that line of communication between the freelancers within our ecosystem. And then you can refer me a couple of guys to do business with. Now, what's going to happen for me as a customer? Every time I come to the platform, my job of hiring someone gets even easier because now I get referrals from people that I've worked with and I've had a great relationship with. And you, my friend, you get to build, I don't know, you can build, a, you own a little team in the process. You don't have to be doing just website now. Now you can say, hey, we do website, we do web development, we do app production. And then all you do is whoever takes the job part of your team, they can refer those works to between each between you guys that's one way that's fantastic it's like a network of trust exactly when you go to that doctor he send you to doctor friend of his for for the next checkup why can't we use that within this freelance marketplace why do we have to feel like we're their competitors when they could actually collaborate all you have to do is find the individuals that have set of skills that you don't and say look i'm happy to refer people to you happy to refer people to me, and it's a win-win for both of us. Talking of trust, am I right in thinking that your tokens are regulated? Perhaps you can just talk us through that, please. So we have filed the Regulation D here in the state to, uh, for, for the token. And as we- What is a Regulation D? It's, a, it's an exemption. Um, it's a regulation exemption security exchange uh, that allow certain set of individuals to invest in the product, not just not open for everyone, accredited investors, most likely. But we have an, um, we will also be filing a Reg A plus, which will make the actual exemption not just for accredited, but anybody around the world can actually have access to the token. It's almost like a public offering. Um, and this way, because we do want to make sure that the token gets in the hand of people that are going to use it and benefit from it, and not just some investor that are just looking for a quick payday. Okay, so what are the minimum number of tokens that someone can invest in or buy? 
Uh, well, it's very, I mean, we're doing it at an entry level of a gallon of milk from India. So like five, ten, 10 bucks, 10 US dollars can get you in. You can purchase the tokens and start transacting with them using that platform. And do you get a discount if you buy early at the ICO launch? And what is the discount? So right now at the pre-sale, at the pre-sale actually, we have um, a discount up to 50% bonus. Okay, so you've got a 50% bonus. And what is the date of the ICO when people can apply? The pre-sale will begin July 1st. Hopefully by then the market wouldn't be so bloody because I don't know if you've noticed the news lately, but there's so many speculations about the market that the Bitcoins and Ethereums are just dying out. But it's, it's always been this way. So what's the largest amount of money that someone can invest? Um, we don't have actually set a cap. But we're thinking no more than 1% worth of the tokens per individual. So when will you start building the system? We've already started. And where are you right now with regards to beta testing and deploying the system and so forth? So right now we're, we we're finishing in the complete uh, designs, all this layout, how it's going to look like in terms of the, the architect of the, the platform. And we should have some form of a prototype MVP in the next four to six weeks. And my team assured me that we will have a beta version roughly a couple months after we finish the ICO. So maybe sooner. This way we can get people to start use the token right away rather than have to wait. And, um, you know, there's nonstop improvement and enhancement. I, I, I forgot to mention one thing about like the, the as we grow this ecosystem, our goal is not necessarily to keep the token within just labor crypto platform. We wanted to make sure, we want to build an SDK API library so other platforms that are in the gig economy market that suffer from the same issues we're trying to solve can actually use our token as a wholesale form of payment within the network. And that will solve them the instant pay to their uh, workers. It opens them up to even broader audience, including the unbanked individual that willing to jump into that system. And so if you look at us, like we're not looking at it, we're not getting into this business to compete with others. We actually get into the business so we have, we can create a solution efficient for all of us to use. Okay. When's your launch date when users can start using the system for real? So right now, the date for it to go live is a uh, first queue of 2019. Tariq, that's fantastic. So perhaps you can just tell people where they can reach you. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm always active on our Telegram channel. You'll see me there. Uh, responding to people comments i love to interact with with the uh, with the actual first the users of the platform get to know exactly how we can make this a better you can always you know find us send us an email at uh, support at labor.crypto.com if you have any questions or partnership in mind uh, and feel free to check out our website all the information will be there we don't ask for payment directly everything will be everything is done through secure portal so please 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 be aware of scams Okay, Tariq, many thanks indeed. And listeners, do visit the Labour Crypto website. And indeed, you can find more information at www.nextbigthing.show forward slash Labour Crypto. And indeed, if you can't do that, just go to the website, nextbigthing.show, and you will see a nice big icon where you can get all the relevant information about Labour Crypto. So, Tariq, again, many thanks indeed. And I look forward to seeing you or speaking with you towards the end of the summer where we can get a, a mass of, of great new news from you on this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, David, for having me.